Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Teresa Phillips. Teresa Phillips is the co-founder and CEO of global technology and data company SphereX and is pioneering technology that's changing the future of entertainment. Leading a team of data scientists, AI engineers, and product developers, Phillips and her team are making sense of the crowded content landscape worldwide so media and entertainment companies don't get lost in translation. Collaborating with major studios, network streamers, and content creators, they are transforming how media and entertainment enterprises create, adapt, and deliver film and television to audiences worldwide through AI and machine learning. By matching TV and film content with their local audiences worldwide, SphereX's expertise and technology offers media and entertainment companies the ability to adapt all their content for every market and culture around the world. Prior to establishing SphereX, Phillips was the founder and CEO of venture-backed startup Grasper, a platform that housed a library of do-it-yourself videos where users could also share their ideas and expertise. Phillips held executive roles at both Yahoo, where she helped craft the company's successful partnerships with SBC, British Telecom, and Rogers Communications, and at Time Warner, where she spent part of the cross-company effort to migrate systems, products, and operations in support of Time Warner, Media One's joint venture, Roadrunner. Well, good afternoon, Teresa. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. You bet, Teresa. This is exciting. I always say this on my podcast. I just want to let people know, even the new people that are joining or listening in is I love podcasting. I love to greet new guests from around the world. So thank you again for jumping on and we're going to jump into these questions. So Teresa, you've got quite the background in tech, working in business intelligence. You're an entrepreneur and now you're the CEO for SphereX. Could you share with our audience what drives you and what has contributed to your success? Sure. Um, you know, a number of things. I think uh, first and foremost, it's about uh, kind of work ethics. I've always been uh, the first person to turn on the lights in the morning and the last one to turn them off at night. Uh, another one is that, you know, I've never been afraid of um, asking questions and, you know, admitting that I don't know everything. And I think that helps us be vulnerable. It attracts other people to us, it doesn't threaten people and they feel like, uh, you know, they can they can be open and ask questions themselves. It gives them permission not to know everything. And then also, I've, I've always made a habit of um, making those around me successful. And I think that goes back to my military background uh, in this. In the, I served seven years in the Army. And, you know, we always say that you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so you really have to um, understand each other, what makes each other tick understand how the parts contribute to the whole, uh, determine what the mission is and help everybody uh, perform at their personal best to achieve that mission. So that's really kind of the core things that that have helped me be successful. That's awesome. And Teresa, thank you for your service. Um, I do appreciate that. So Teresa, let's move into the next question. You know, the pandemic, it's still here. And as you know, everybody globally has had to make these major shifts and pivots just to adapt. But maybe you could share with us today what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy. Well, fortunately, you know, we're in the home entertainment business. So we've seen, you know, a 30 percent lift in home entertainment worldwide with everybody, uh, you know, you know, working from home and staying at home and just uh, consuming more content, film and television worldwide. And so in that regard, uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, But I think just more generally, though, uh, the key is in and, you know, building a business and building capacity into your operating model uh, where you can deal with uncertainty or deal with crisis. And again, I think that's probably the military, but in my background in operations, but we always make sure that we have 
Um, an emphasis on operational readiness and interoperability, uh, cross-training our teams, retraining, and just building in redundancy and agility in all of our core process. So when the pandemic came and our clients uh, had to, you know, their production was disrupted, their operations were disrupted, we were prepared. We were prepared so that, uh, you know, business continuity um, wasn't impacted and we were right there ready to continue as a decentralized workforce. And then also, um, I would say that, with, that we still made changes within our own organization because uh, we weren't together every day and we couldn't draw on each other's energy. So that meant to me as the leader that we needed to regroup and reprioritize and focus on fewer initiatives to ensure um, the likelihood you know, of success. And so that when, you know, uh, I believe that when, you know, there's less cohesion, the way to improve productivity is, is just by scaling down. And so we did that. Uh, we regrouped. We, we scaled down into just a, a handful of projects. And that allowed us to work faster, to fail faster, to scale faster and move on. And, you know, that was a good decision because in hindsight, 12 months later, when we look back at this year in terms of what we were able to achieve, both in terms of delivering on client commitments, but also in our own technology and innovation roadmap, we actually did much, much better than in other years past where we had so many things going on and so much business travel and, and different distractions and whatnot. So uh, those are some of the things that we did. And, and I'm just really proud of our team and our clients too, and, and the way that we've come together and pulled through this difficult time for everybody. That's awesome. That's another highlight, highlighting the silver lining in the cloud of this pandemic is, is how people, the human spirit, that the human kindness, everybody could pull together from client on the client side, the employee side, colleague side. And it's been, it's been a heck of a challenge challenge so far, but I think because people are kind, uh, true down to the heart, to the core is, is what made us overcome this. And I know that Again, this is going to be lifted soon, and and I hope things go back to some sort of new normalcy. So thanks for sharing that. And Teresa, you're obviously leveraging some new or emerging tech in your tech stack, right? But is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Well, I think there's really two things uh, when you're looking at you know innovation and what we've done. One is that we've created a cultural playbook. So you know this hasn't existed, and certainly in media and entertainment, it's pretty new where we're able to create a film or TV show and simultaneously syndicate it worldwide. And so that just doesn't happen. And production cycles have been compressed from what took years, in some cases theatrically. Now on in digital release, it's been compressed from years to months to even weeks. And so, you know, our clients have to uh, learn and understand what edits do they need to make in their titles to make their content meaningful and relevant and, and avoid you know, cultural missteps and making it offensive. So when it comes to social norms and, and sensitivities like religion or you know, sexuality, nudity, profanity, all these things, we've actually over the last you know, 10 years written a playbook on this, the cultural playbook. And then we've taken that playbook, the second part of it is, uh, and have codified that knowledge and embedded it in systems and built these AI-based and machine learning-based systems that allow us to, um, you know, to do the same things that we used to do with through human curation, allow us to do it at scale so we can serve a much larger audience. And so I'd say that, you know, on the tech side, everybody has AI these days, everybody has technology, but the real differentiation is in having a specific use case 
where you can apply that technology uh, to, to optimize for a very specific outcome and have a data set that's meaningful that helps train these systems so that they are unbiased and that they can deliver on their, you know, that the, on the objective and the stated promise. And that's where we are. So we we took our AI engine, we, you know, use AI just like everybody else does, artificial intelligence. And there's a lot of different, you know, well-known algorithms and open source and all kinds of things. But then the fact that we targeted it to, you know, to, to solve the problem, how to culture fit content for every market around the world, um, we were able to take a unique approach and make it multimodal. Uh, it just made sense to us that way to say, hey, it's not just watching the video, which a lot of people do. They, they make a, a unimodal in that they look at, uh, they use AI computer vision to find facial recognition and, and other objects, you know, object recognition and video. But I think where we, where we kind of innovated here is that uh, we looked at um, computer vision, looked at the video, we looked at uh, built in uh, musical or audio cues. We built the synthesizer to, to synthesize the music. And then we use NLP to look at the subtitles and text. So taking all three of those things combined and adding the context around it, we know that if somebody is, you know, if they got a knife and whether they're chopping fingers or chopping vegetables, um, we know that uh, we know what really is going on. And so we're super proud of, of what we've built there and, and are just in the beginning stages of, of working with our clients to help them build culturalized listings, culture fit their content, improve recommendations and everything. Amazing. I appreciate you sharing that. And that's really a lot that uh, has come into play, especially during the pandemic. We've all had to really innovate as we talked about just a little bit earlier, but I'm glad that uh, you're immersing yourself in some of the technologies to see if it can help either uh, alleviate a customer problem or you know, help the world improve. So thank you. Teresa, last question. We just want to wrap up with, can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship? Sure. Well, I'd say, first of all, I think, you know, you have to know yourself, right? You have to understand, you know, what are your core values? What are your boundaries? Uh, because life and business, uh, they're not black and white, and you're always going to be pushed to operate in the gray area. And you want to, you know, go to bed at night and wake up and be proud of who you are and the decisions you make and how you treat people. And so that's um, the first thing. And then also that allows us, if you know yourself, uh, allows you to uh, be open to possibilities, to be vulnerable with people, to take risks, to not try to define success the way everybody else might define it with, you know, the job title or how much money or whatever success means to them. But it allows you to uh, maintain your kind of focus on who you are and, and what your goals are. And then um, I would say as an entrepreneur, uh, because I've been a serial entrepreneur, uh, the, it's probably, you know, kind of my greatest advice would be know when to hold them and know when to fold them. So to be an entrepreneur, we have to wear rose colored glasses because we make so many sacrifices. We certainly wouldn't be doing this if we weren't, you know, perennial optimists. But at the beginning, you really have to say, you know, what am I willing to sacrifice? Um, and when you see uh, you're reaching those bounds, you've got to play your hand or you've got to fold, fold your hand uh, and then move on to the next thing. The idea is that you learn, um, you learn, you know, you let go. And it's all about um, the lessons that you can take with you into your next adventure. Awesome. Thank you. That's some great insights. Uh, it's a nugget of wisdom for somebody here on our, our audience. So I do appreciate that, Teresa. And like I said, that's kind of really the feedback I've received is, you know, this, this question here is, is, has been some great 
learning and growth for others that are looking to kind of fall into the footsteps of the guests on this show. So thank you again. And Teresa, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. And it was a pleasure uh, discussing this with you as well. Bye for now. Bye.